Today's verse is Romans 8.34. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse-by-verse devotional. We are working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans one verse at a time. And, uh, and this verse comes in the middle of uh, these questions that uh, Paul is asking. So Paul has, uh, Paul has given us uh, all of this amazing, um, these amazing verses in uh, you know, Romans 8, 26 through 30, where he's saying that God works for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. And, uh, and that those people, he, uh, he intends to conform to the image of his son. And that those people who he's um, and he's doing that by calling them and then justifying them and glorifying them, and then he's anticipating you know sort of questions like what do we what do we do with all this what what then shall we say to these things is what it says in in verse thirty one and this is another one of those uh, question and answer verses like yesterday's um, yesterday's question was uh, who shall bring any charge against God's elect. And today's is, uh, you know, just a very similar version of that. It's who, who is to condemn. It's almost like a repeat who is to condemn. And now yesterday's answer was God. Today's is Jesus. Uh, and so we're going to talk about, um, we're gonna talk about Jesus and there's really four, there's four actions that, uh, that Jesus, um, does in this verse that, that Jesus has accomplished on, on our behalf. And really they, they, they sum up the, the, the teachings of Paul's teachings uh, in in the letter to the church in Rome so far um, and and so we'll, we'll we're gonna go through the the four actions that that um, that Jesus has taken in this verse and because um, it, it's a good reminder because he's taking them for you now and for me now um, and so we'll, we'll we'll go through the four so the first uh, as you heard Jesus is the one who died more than that who was raised. Um, so th- this is the, the, this, these first two, that's two things, um, for those keeping track at home, um, that's one and two, uh, died and raised that that's, um, this relates to his earthly work. Um, so his, his, we know that, um, Jesus's death and resurrection, uh, provided our basis, like the basis for our salvation that was, um, in 425 in Romans 425, um, Paul previously told us that, that, that Jesus was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. So that, that's the, that's the, you know, the, the, the clouds of sin were wiped away with Jesus dying and, uh, being raised from the dead. Um, so that's, you know, because Christ died for us, he, he guarantees our, um, our, our own resurrection, uh, so, so, you know, what Paul's trying to say is what, who's going to condemn you, you, you don't need to worry about, about that because we have nothing to fear from our enemies. If, if, if the worst they can do to you is to take away your earthly body, well, you're, you've got a much better one coming. Um, 
and because you'll be resurrected and uh, and adopted and you've you've been adopted into the into this family of God, um, the firstborn among many brothers, as Paul wrote in a, a few verses ago in verse twenty nine. So his death and ours uh, end with resurrection and new life. So what who 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 will condemn? You know who cares? That's you know we we care now, but we shouldn't because um, it, it it you know it, it's like a you know, it's a it's a pinprick. It's it's nothing um, if we have these new bodies and uh, and and are going to be part of the part of the the revelation and and the, the the second coming and the new heaven and the new earth and everything like that. It's it's new. Um, so the fact that we're in these uh, bodies that are terminal and ending, um, it's just you know it is what it is. So that's that. And then uh, I, you know there's. There's two more, so there's four in total. We, we've covered, um, we've covered, uh, died and raised, and now who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. All right, so there's two more. That, that, that's the third and fourth. Um, the first one uh, at the right hand of of God. So this is, um, it's it, it, it's funny. Um, at the right hand of, of God, that's from uh, that's from Psalm one ten. So let, let me let me let me flip to Psalm one ten. I've got it marked for you because so that you don't have to listen to me flipping too much. But still, it's gonna take a second to get there. All right, there we go. Psalm one ten verse one, uh, a Psalm of David. The Lord says to my Lord, "Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies my footstool." Um, sit at, sit at my right hand. So, uh, what what's interesting about uh, Psalm one ten? So, this is actually the most um, quoted Old Testament passage in the New Testament, um, thirteen times. My my uh, Grant Osborne, who who writes one of the commentaries I'm banking on for you know smart comment content for for these devotionals. He he says that this is the most quoted Old Testament passage in the New Testament, thirteen times. Um, and it's actually five in Hebrews alone. So this is, um, this is one of, one of 13 times, um, that the Psalm 110 is, is cited to. So, uh, at the right hand of God. So this is the, um, and and the reason is because this provides sort of like the, the, the biblical underpinning of, for, for the exaltation of, of Jesus at the right hand of God. Um, that's the place of of majesty, power, authority. That's why uh, you know G- Jesus is there. Jesus has access. Um, Jesus is 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 there. You know I, the, the the disciples. Remember the 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 um, tale of the of two disciples. I don't know which two, but they wanted to sit with sit at God's you know left and right in glory. And the rest of the disciples, uh, Jesus said, No, you don't know what you're asking for. And the rest of the disciples looked at them and they're like, "Come on, man, what are you doing? Um, we're, we're sort of all in this together. Why are you trying to get you know elevated to um, left and right?" Uh, it, it, but but the, the point is, I'm trying to make is they didn't know what they're asking for. Jesus knew how uh, how an unbelievable honor it is to sit um, to sit at the right hand of God. He understood that that was a huge huge thing. None of us, you know, that that's not something that the disciples are doing. But Jesus is there right now with direct access. He's there, and there, and he's helping God um, know 
you know, who is to condemn? Well, well you don't need to worry because because you've got a, you know, a, a tandem in heaven. Jesus is there right next to God right now. Um, and, you know, and therefore, what, what, what do you have to fear? And then the fourth item is that uh, is while he's there, while Jesus is there at the right hand of God, he's, he is indeed interceding for us. Uh, so this is, this is intercessory work. Um, and in verse 26, it was the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you'll recall back to uh, verse 26, which I'm flipping to now, um, we don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So the Spirit is interceding for us in verse 26, and now Jesus is joining the Spirit uh, on behalf of the saints, on behalf of the uh, people who are who are called. Um, and so... This is this is what Jesus is doing. He is for all time. He is interceding for us. He is interceding for um, those who are called, those who are, are are justified, those who have accepted the invitation. Um, a lot of people have been invited, and not everyone's going to you know accept it. Everyone is free to accept, but but not everyone's going to. Um, but for those who um, have you know accepted that uh, that in- invitation to be adopted. Um, Jesus is there interceding for them for all time. So, um, in if you want to read more on this, like Hebrews, um, Hebrews goes into this on, on a deep dive. Um, I'm just going to read from chapter seven of uh, of Hebrews. I'm going to read verse 25. Consequently, he's able to save the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Um, uh, most people don't believe that Paul wrote Hebrews. This is multiple people from the from the old church telling us that um, that Jesus is one of Jesus' primary functions now is is to intercede for us. Um, you know, so the cross, the really what we're getting at here is the cross overcomes all charges. The cross overcomes all charges. Who will who will condemn? Who is to condemn? Doesn't matter because the cross has overcome all of it. Uh, that's my take on verse 34. Hope you enjoyed it. Come back tomorrow.